Welcome to the Between the Dream Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. Hope that you all are having a good week so far. We're at the halfway point. I'm definitely excited to be here with you all today. Listen, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. I definitely ask that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. For those of you all that are returning, my dream team, thank you so much for your continued support on the podcast and everything that we do. It means the world to me and I definitely couldn't make this happen without you all. Listen, today's conversation is going to be one that I think is not only necessary, but um, I actually got a special request for this one from one of our followers, listeners, and good friends. And I wanted to make sure that we took some time to actually talk about it today. And um, that is a conversation around um, domestic abuse, but also um, some ways that we can try to get out of abusive relationships. Now, I wanted to talk about this for several reasons. The month of October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so in this, we are doing a lot of work right now around this side. So before we even get this conversation started, I want you all to know that there is help available if you or somebody that you know might be in an abusive relationship, might be dealing with some type of domestic violence there is help for you. You can check out the hotline.org and you can also call 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. Definitely, um, I would encourage you all to do this. They're really um, big on privacy. There's a lot that they um, um, present and um help with here when it comes to even as much as being able to leave the site safely. Um, love the features that they have here. And so I want you all to know that there is some help, but I want to have some conversation with you all today about this. And a little part of my story that I don't actually share a ton, but that I, I believe is definitely important is the fact that I, um, at one point in time, was a victim in an abusive relationship during my years in college for about a year and a half. Um, Definitely won't go into the situation and the happening out of respect for the other person. And just because, you know, there's been a lot of growth and conversations from it since then. So no need to jump in and dive in and, and bash. But just simply to say that this was a rough time. And when we talk about abuse, um, I think it's important, right? Abusive relationships can flow in so many different ways. Um, they're not just the thing of abuse when it comes to, you know, a romantic partner. We have abusive friendships. We have um, abusive relationships when it comes to our family, right? There's a verbal abuse. There's mental and emotional abuse. There's physical abuse. We talk about dealing with those who might be narcissistic, right? There are so many components to this and they are also important, right? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I stayed in my relationship well past the time that I should have um, because I got exposed to the abuse early, probably within the first two to three months of the relationship. But um, I talk about how, for me personally, I was seeking validation. And in me seeking validation, because I had finally gotten into a relationship, I was a freshman in college, I thought that um, it would be okay for me to stay in this space because even though I was going through the abuse portion, I was also getting what I felt like I needed when it came to love and attention. Somebody that cared for me, they just quote unquote cared for me in a different way. 
And I know that when we talk about abuse, um, specifically in relationships, it can be very hard for people to empathize with individuals who have struggled or are struggling in this, right? Because their question uh, initially is, well, why don't they just get out? Why don't they just leave? And not understanding that when you talk about having an abuser um, present, it's not that easy, right? There are several different things that come when with, with abuse, right? Um, and in one of the or two of the first two signs that you will see a lot of are power and control, right? Whether it be access to phones, bank accounts, computers, things of this nature, right? Um, some abusers, uh, most abusers don't necessarily show themselves to be abusers early on, right? From a standpoint of um, the first few dates or early in a relationship from the first few weeks. And by the time we do get a chance to see certain signs of abuse, they tend to have already have had some kind of access to us on a deeper, more personal level. And it can be very easy for them to slither their way in when it comes to now having access, now knowing your schedule, knowing your routine, getting a chance to know who who's close to you, right? And one of the unfortunate things that tends to happen a lot of times in abusive relationships is that the friendships and the bonds that we have with others prior to, they tend to go south, right? They tend to be relationships that do not last, friendships that we end up leaving and, and not necessarily investing into anymore. And so it's, it, it becomes a thing of where we tend to find ourselves in these really uncomfortable positions where the only person that we really can turn to is the one who is our abuser, right? And I, I want to put this out there for those of you all who are listening who might carry that thought process of, well, I just don't understand why people don't leave or why, you know, why they stay around, right? Everybody's reasoning and understanding is different, right? Um, when we talk about triggers on the mental health side, one of the things that I notice a lot of times is that something different triggers us, right? Something different triggers each of us in different ways. And so for, for some of us, you know, even with these triggers, we have different responses to them, right? And so I think we've got to be able to, instead of coming at it from a space of just beating the people down for not being able to get out, uh, it would probably be a better look to figure out how you can provide some kind of help or guidance in there, right? Like use your power um, in a way that, that can lead to positivity and help for somebody, right? Instead of just asking the questions that don't serve any purpose, right? And there are so many things to think about this, to think, excuse me, to think about in this um, when we talk about, you know, why do people abuse, right? And I think that would, that would be for a different conversation, which I'm excited that I'm going to be having here soon. Um, and, and I think that that'll give us some more dive in, but let's go ahead and actually talk about getting out of, um, an abusive relationship. It's definitely not something that's easy. Um, but I will say this, you deserve to live free of fear and you deserve to live free in happiness. Right. And I think that, um, this goes for men and women. Uh, I think when we talk about abuse, it's not always talked about, um, it's not always talked about from the standpoint of men, but men do go through it. And so I just want to put this out there. You as a man, you deserve freedom from fear as well. And you deserve to be free in joy and happiness and love, right? So if you are being abused, I think it's a few things that you should remember, right? Before um, you start walking the road to get out of this, 
I think these are all solid reminders um, that we we need to to keep in the forefront of our mind, because a lot of times what happens is, is when we start to muster up strength to leave an abuser, to get out of an abusive relationship, um, we will tell ourselves the opposite of some of these things, i.e. we will blame ourselves. So I need to let you know that in these moments, when these things happen, you are not to blame for being battered or or beaten or mistreated by someone, right? We might say or think that we're alone, right? You're definitely not alone. There are people waiting here for you. They want to be here to help you. Even those who maybe you've lost contact with, some friends that, you know, you you boundaries have been set up or maybe, you know, just a, a loss of, of connection. Um, I guarantee you they're still here for you. You are not alone and they want to be here with you. You might think of something like, you know, you, you think that um, you don't necessarily deserve to be treated with respect. I know this was something that I struggled with heavily um, to where I kind of just started allowing people in general to walk over me. Um, because of the fact that I was lacking respect in the relationship. So it kind of just felt like, hey, you know what? Folks started to be able to get away with more, but I'm here to let you know that you deserve to be treated with love and respect, right? You might look at yourself um, as the individual who takes the blame. And I did this so many times saying that maybe you are the reason that they are abusive, right? You, you might say I'm the cause of their abusive behavior. That is a lie. You are not the cause of your partner's abusive behavior um, at all whatsoever. That is um, a reflection of them, not you. That is not something that you're doing that's causing them to reflect off of you. These are internal issues that they have, right? And you, this one is so important because for whatever reason, this frame of thinking I've noticed many times has been the frame of thinking that has caused people to stay in the relationship, blaming themselves and giving the abuser a pass. And I don't want for you all to do that. I need you to know that you deserve a safe and happy life. Right. And it, it, it might be a, a case. I know some people uh, end up getting into abusive relationships and they have children as well. Right. Um, your children deserve a safe and happy life as well. Right. So um, I need for you all to just kind of keep yourself reminded of those things as you get ready to approach and make this move. Um, I think it's also important to to note that um, partners need help. <laughs> and why am I saying this? Because one of the things that happens when we start to position ourselves to make a move out of an abusive relationship is that you can be an individual that will start to receive broken promises about how they will stop their abuse, how they will change, how things will be different. And I need for you to know as much as you care for this person and as good as it sounds, right? Um, they need their own personal healing. They need their own time. They need to get themselves together without you present, right? Your abuser is not going to be able to keep that promise to stop abuse. Um, they need to get themselves together, right? Um, if you're hoping that your abuser will change, um, the reality is, is that it'll keep happening because many times when we talk about about abuse, what we've got to understand is that our abusers, a lot of times, um, their issues are, are usually um, more emotionally in-depth um, and they could link to psychological problems, but then they can also link to um, a lot of pride and ego. And if that's the case, 
they're they're not letting that down easy. They're not letting that down without a fight. When you talk about people who might be narcissistic, they're not letting these things down without a fight, right? And so um, changing isn't necessarily impossible, but the reality is is that, yo, like, I don't want you to feel like you need to be healing, or I'm sorry, you they're, they're going to be able to heal with you around while you're still going through, right? Um, I want to encourage you all on this next one, too, because this one is so important. I know I try to, to do this, and I've talked to other people who have, right? Like, um, many of us carry this, like, gene inside of us that causes us to want to be a helper, right? And, and we want to be a fixer. But I need for you all to know that it is not your job to, to help or try and fix your abuser um, and the person that's caused you so much strife and turmoil in that side. Um, but many times this is one of the key things that I've seen that will keep us around, right? Is that this this notion that, oh, I can cause them to change. I can I can be a help to them. I can make sure that they're good. I can just love them more. I can, no, like you can't. And I don't wanna like break hearts with that, but that's the reality, right? Um, and, and, and that's okay, right? Um, the next thing that I think is also an important one when we talk about um, some areas of thought that might try and reel us back in to staying with an abuser um, is this notion of always being concerned about what would happen to the abuser if you left, right? Um, it's almost like, hey, like it, it's this ideology that will, you know, will they hurt themselves? Will they hurt somebody else? Will they blame me and take their life? Like, I mean, these are all real thoughts, right? And so, I know that with this being the case, what we've got to do is make sure that we're not tricking ourselves into thinking that, oh, if I stay and take the damage, then worse damage won't happen to others or themselves, right? Like we can't think, um, we can't think from that frame of mind um, because it'll put us into this space of fear and it'll allow us, right? Unknown circumstances, the unknown in general will, um, it'll keep us in a very deadly and dangerous situation, right? And so I think we need to make sure that we are being mindful of that, right? So when we talk about being able to get out of abusive relationships, I think it's so important that we understand that there are a few things that can happen. Um, and I've talked to a few people about this. Um, I, I wanted to be sensitive. I had some people who I had as great uh, possibilities as guests, but I know for the sake of their secrecy and, you know, um, them just kind of staying, you know, um, as as idle or i guess you could say as invisible as possible um i was like all right i'll take this one for the team and be a voice for the voiceless right and so um i think there are a few things that we need to be able to do when we talk about safety plans um we, we we've got to be able to be mindful of um being able to identify the safe areas around our house um definitely when we're living with an abuser why am i saying um so much today what is going on anyways listen identifying safe areas around the house are so important. If you can remember back to Jennifer Lopez in the movie Enough, uh, she did a great job in this, and I thought it was pretty dope uh, just to see what was happening in those moments and in those times for her to make sure that she was protecting herself and her daughter. It's also important to make sure that we are paying attention to our abusers' red flags, their triggers. These are so so important because when you talk about the safety plan, what tends to happen a lot of times in trying to protect yourself in a moment before you can actually get out is there are moments and times where the abuser is triggered and in those triggers, they start to flare up. This is a very, very impo important part of being able to start kind of 
curbing and understanding some of their patterns so that you can keep things relatively low on the side of them not suspecting and or knowing something. Cold words are also super important, whether it's you with your children or you with a friend that is trusted, that knows your situation or family member that can help as well. The next thing that I want you to do, and you've probably seen this on a ton of movies. I know I mentioned enough. There are other movies out there where people are getting away from their abusers. And the 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 tough part is that it's almost it, it, it to a degree. It's almost like this decision that has to be made within a moment's time. Right. And a moment's notice being able to do things like keeping your car um, fueled with gas and ready to get out and exit at any given moment when you have that opportunity to leave, when you have an opportunity to run out. And then also uh, Jennifer Lopez did this in this movie as well. It was kind of like this practicing escape plans and just kind of figuring out a way to where she could get out. And, and many of the people that I talked to who have been in those highly abusive relationships have had to do this very thing. And so I want to encourage you all to make sure that Sometimes it, it and don't feel silly for it. Right. I, I, I don't know why I feel that so strong in my spirit right now. Don't feel silly about having to rehearse or create an escape plan uh, just because of the fact that it, it feels it feels weird or it's like, oh, man, I, I look how deep I've gotten myself into it. Right. Like these are the, the, the areas and times and ways where we can be talking ourselves out of our freedom and getting away from an abuser. And then I want you to also have on board and on hand a uh, a solid list. It doesn't have to be a ton of people, but just some emergency contacts and individuals that you can reach out to family members and friends that, you know, can help uh, and being able to, to get an idea of the local shelters and domestic violence hotlines and shelters around you. These are all so important. Right. And after you get out. Of course, there's greater conversations that we could have too, right? We talk about being able to protect your privacy. It's crazy. Back in the hood in Chicago, we always used to joke about drug dealers having burner phones. But that's like a real thing here when we talk about being able to be mindful um, on the side of our our safety in protecting privacy after things are over, right? It's okay for you to be able to have a burner phone, for you to be able to have something where people can't reach you, maybe even using a neighbor or friend's phone when it comes to contact. I've talked to a few individuals and in this, they talked about how uh, they were um, changing all of their passwords, their identity stuff, getting new bank accounts, getting new uh, accounts when it came to stuff like Netflix and all of that. Like we don't necessarily think about it in the, in the immediate, but when you talk about somebody who is adamant about control and power, these are areas and things that they will try and do. They will look for your email. They will look for your, your social media pages. They will look for things like that. And so I just want to encourage you in the process of getting to a space of, hey, I'm out and I'm, I'm going to start my own journey to freedom. These are some things you can do. I need you all to know the importance also of domestic violence shelters like they're there to help you. I remember uh, being a junior in college, the first volunteer opportunity that I had actually came at the hands of a shelter that I volunteered at and then ended up spending way more time at after my first time volunteering. It was around the holiday season, bringing a bunch of Christmas gifts to children in the shelter for uh, that the Christmas season and children of mothers who couldn't afford gifts for their kids. And so I'm in there and at the time, like I'm thinking like, oh, you know, oh, self-righteous me, like, oh, man, like 
we're doing something good for people, but not like really realizing like, man, like this shelter is here and it's providing so many different things. I thought that they were just kind of helping as a hideout for people and just kind of giving them a home, but it was more than that, right? They were giving them um, financial assistance where they could. There were counselors in the space to help them. There were opportunities for them to go back and get um, trades or, you know, go back and get their associate's degree. So educational opportunities. There were opportunities for their physical health, which was super dope. Uh, they even helped their, their children, obviously, right? These are mothers with children. So being able to help the kids, that was phenomenal. They had like weekly and biweekly support groups that were dope. And then even the legal help as well. So I really want to encourage you all who might need it. Maybe it's somebody that you know, um, but there is help for you. And I, I, I love what the work that is being done at domestic violence shelters is definitely here. I want you to make sure too that you are mindful of just keeping yourself protected um, after things are over with as well. I've heard friends who that I've sat down and had some real good conversations with talk about how they utilized um, a lot of options like instead of having stuff mailed to their old house some if they could would have it mailed to like a close friend's house that they knew was going to be there to get the mail or like a family member's house but then other people just started creating like their own p.o box and was like hey you know what i'm gonna bite the bullet and i'll create a p.o box and i'll have my stuff shipped through here um and so i thought that that was really interesting right using like the post office box to actually kind of keep themselves safe and in in that kind of mind frame so um there, if I'm not mistaken, too, I think many um, programs within the United States also allow you to uh, this option to apply your state address confidentially. It's a program that they have and it'll forward your mail to your home um, in a safe and confidential way. And these are also important. And once again, like I said, think about your bank accounts. Think about things of that nature that could be tapped into. These are all super important. Final piece that I want to give for you all is that it's a process when you talk about being able to heal from domestic abuse. And I, um, I want to just encourage you all when we talk about this abuse piece to, to know that you're going to have layers peeling back while you are going through your healing process. You're going to think back on things. Sometimes you might, even in your growth, realize like, man, I was in some really messed up spaces that I didn't need to be in. I let them do X, Y, and Z, and I didn't necessarily have to. If this is you, please show yourself grace. Please don't beat yourself up over it, understanding that we all make mistakes, but there is a better half of life coming for you. There's another chance and another opportunity, and you deserve that. You deserve freedom. I would love to continue this conversation, so I'll say this. I'll, I'll, I want to do one more conversation before the month is over around this. And I know I've got a few people who might be willing to come on, but I want you all to ask questions as well, right? Like sending your questions, reach out to me, Richard, um, dot Taylor Jr. on Instagram, Facebook, Richard L. Taylor Jr., LinkedIn, Richard L. Taylor Jr., and at Truly Taylor Made on Twitter. But I think it's so important. We, 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 we've kind of opened the door and obviously I've done these conversations around domestic abuse for the last you know two or three years that I've had the podcast in this month specifically. But I just want to be able to provide more help. And if there's any way we can link and bring safety and help for people, I think that this is the way to do it. And so with that being said, I want to remind you again, you can go to thehotline.org. 
Um, there, there is uh, some privacy and security for you to be able to look around to do some research. And then once you get off and log off, they will wipe your slate clean from ever showing any evidence that you were on there. And then you can also reach out and call 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. Um, there is definitely help. And I want you all to know that you deserve the best. You deserve more than what you have. If you are an individual who is in an abusive relationship, who is going through, who is struggling, please understand that life has so many more great things to offer you than the moment and the space that you're in right now. I love you guys and I want to see you in and all you do. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dreams.